Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. I've been in the danger zone. <laughs> he got a bad My five stars. Yeah, Mongo. Huh? Yeah, my five. We got a do that. Well, what is going down, everybody? Welcome back to a very special edition of Am I Still on the Air? Yes, it's been a minute since we've done an Am I Still on the Air. This, of course, as you should know by now, is the spin-off project of my main show, Am I on the Air, where we bring you up to speed with the latest and greatest of entertainment news every single week. Every once in a while, we like to do an Am I Still on the Air, which allows us a forum to focus on a very specific topic. Typically, we do spoiler reviews. Uh, the you know We talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DC Cinematic Universe, all kinds of stuff that comes up. If we want to get together, discuss... That's what an Am I Still on the Air is about. Um, just the last one I did was probably about close to two months ago now, which was the Rock Rolls. And uh, we were breaking down the whole, uh, you know, uh, filmography of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which was a really fun episode to do. So if you haven't checked that episode out yet, go check it out. But tonight we are here to discuss the summer movie season of summer 2016. Uh, we've done this for the last couple years, you know, we get through the summer movie season, and then we break down, after it's all said and done, uh, how the movies panned out, we rank them, uh, you know, based on every movie we've seen, now I don't leave anything out, we literally will rank out every single movie we saw, uh, over the summer, which of course began back in May with Captain America Civil War and ended at the end of August uh, pretty much with Don't Breathe. Uh, so lots of films, and I'm joined tonight by my buddy over here, Mr. Geeky Pack from uh, This Week with the Geek. What up, man? What up, Geek Nation? Geek Nation. Good to be back. Yes, it's good to hear you again. He's uh, on a little hiatus right now on his solo yeah. show. Uh, so, you know, this was fun to get together and do these kind of things and get back on the air. You know, we've done a uh, Red, new Red Dragons Assemble episode a couple of weeks ago, so definitely check that out with me and Geeky Pat and Peeps. Uh, if you haven't listened to that latest episode, Magnificent Memories, available on reddragonsradio.com. Um, but tonight, me and Geeky Pat, since, you know, we're the, we're the movie-going guys over here, and uh, we pretty much head out almost every Friday and check out the latest and the greatest of what's going on in movie theaters. So we've seen most of these movies together. I have seen a couple more uh, because I watch the horror movies, and Geeky Pat does not appreciate the horror films. <laughs> not, not so much. If it's Ash versus the Evil Dead or Ash anything, I'm pretty good at it. Zombies is all right. Some classics remakes, but... Mostly not so much. Mostly not so much. So he, so he's out on those. So he's got 16 movies that he saw over the summer. Uh, I think the only movie he's going to have on his list that I don't is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Um, which, you know, I'm trying to watch now. It's actually out on Blu-ray, and I need to watch it now. He he went and saw this one without me, and I'm, I'm still holding a grudge on that one. But uh, yeah, so. it, was, it was one of the kids' thing or something. I don't remember, but it was good. 
Yeah, well, I'm happy for you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so so he's got 16 movies. Uh, I actually have 20 when you put everything together uh, with the couple extra films that I saw that he was not able to get to. So the way we're going to kind of do it tonight is we're going to count down. Literally, I'm going to count down from 20. He's going to count down from 16. And the way we're going to break it down is I'm going to start off first. I'm going to count down my, my bottom five, uh, so 20 through 15. And then Geeky Pat will, you know, do his 16. One and we'll get on the same page and we'll be in our top fifteen there. Uh, as I count down, if he has a, a one of these movies on his list, he'll you know let us know you know hey I got this a little bit higher on my list and we'll wait and see where it pans out on his. Uh, but we'll take a second and we'll talk a little bit about the film and you know how what we liked what we maybe didn't like and kind of give a little synopsis there. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just throw out a little spoiler uh, alert uh, warning there for people just because most of these films at this point ha- are. Still starting to come out on Blu-ray and DVD already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, summer, yeah. summer's over. Hopefully, if you've wanted to see any of these movies, you've seen them already by now. A majority of them are already hitting, except for a couple of the movies from August, but everything else is pretty much already hitting Blu-ray. So, you know, we want to be able to talk about the movies, and, you know, we won't get into super big details, but I'm just going to throw it out there just in case. So, let's get counting down. I'm going to well, start... Well, before what? we do that, I mean, I just want to say that the positions of these movies doesn't necessarily mean that they're if it's their bottom of the list means that they're terrible movies it just means that maybe i felt or don dx here felt differently where they belong matter of fact i might like a movie that didn't do so well in the theater and it's higher up than a movie that did really good in the theater it's just it's based on our opinions and how we watched it. Of course. I mean, this is completely subjective. Um, this is just based on our personal opinion. And he's right. I mean, I have a movie pretty high up on my list that is considered one of the biggest bombs of the entire summer. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. It's not about box office. It's not about, you know, how did well, how did the critics like it. This is about how what we took away, where we like it. And I will say, for the majority of the movies we saw this summer, I you know, out of the top... You know, since I saw 20, I would probably say I really enjoyed probably 15 or more of them. You know, I mean, yeah. I, it was a pretty decent summer overall. Um, so, yeah, it's true. Just because something's maybe 15 over something that I have at number 10, they could be pretty damn similar. I might have even given them the same grade on my star scale. It's just kind of the overall, how did we like it when everything was said and done? Where does it kind of lie? Which one would I want to pop in and kind of watch more than the other? So that's kind of how it breaks down. doesn't necessarily mean it was complete garbage. I'll let you know if it's pretty much complete garbage. And that's where I'm going to start at number 20. (laughs) And that's going to be with my biggest garbage film of the summer. And I'm disappointed to say this because when we... We did our Am I Still on the Air earlier in the year, and we counted down our most anticipated films. I'm pretty sure this one was on my most anticipated list. I was really happy and excited for this one, and it turned out to just be a bleh uh, movie. I'm going to go with Independence Day Resurgence. Um, this is number 20 for me at the very, very bottom of my list. Um, I hated this movie. I just thought it was very just blah. Um, and I love the original Independence Day film. I really do. Uh, Will Smith, of course, was a big selling point of that film, and we did not get Will Smith on this new one, and that, mm. kinda, and that I think, really hurt it, to be honest. Um, it was just too much. It was over the top. It had kind of like a Wally, uh, you know, <laughs> like alien ship come down and it, it just they tried to make it something that it just didn't work out honestly and this turned out to just be a cluster it was 20 years too late and um 
I don't think we're going to get another one. I know they left this one a little open for, for a third film, but uh, it didn't make the money it needed to make. And I think, you know, uh, the, the reviews were very rotten on this one. Um, so, yeah, Independence Day Resurgence is at the bottom of my list at number 20. Yeah, it. I mean, I'll just save it the time. It's at the bottom of my list, too. <laughs> uh, it's. Is it 16 it, for you? Yeah. Oh, so we there you go. Start, See, look we can at start that. at 15, you and me, when you get to 15. <laughs> there you go. It, it's garbage. It was, well, not only was it just poorly written, and, I mean, I'll tell you this, my youngest kid loved it because <laughs> he likes things like that, but it's not what it was promised. I You can't have that much hype build up to a movie and then get what we got. Um, it It was boring. And a lot of times it shouldn't have been boring at all, and it didn't make any sense. It was just all over the place. I, I don't. It reminded me, and, and this is me. This is all I'll say to it. You could disagree or agree. <laughs> it felt like a cheesy sci-fi version of the original movie on Netflix. Like it was like Independence in, in, Independence Day or well, something. I you know? said I said that to you when we left. That I yeah, that's it, right. It you felt did. like a sci-fi channel movie. I mean, not even Netflix. This was a sci-fi channel movie, you know, like the two-headed piranha shark was about to jump out <laughs> and help fight the aliens. Like, it, it was, it was just, just not good at all. And it sucks because I was really hyped for this. I loved the trailer. I was so stoked at the massive ship just crushing the atmosphere as it was coming in. And it just looked like it was going yeah. to be a fun popcorn ride and it ended up being the worst movie of the summer for me i think i only gave this one two stars and that was being generous so i remember you know. i gave it one you yeah. were really generous. <laughs> so. i'll tell you what that scene where the ship's coming through is the best scene in the whole movie yeah I mean, so if you're 10 years old <laughs> this is awesome yeah. other than that don't see it there don't you. waste your time exactly so moving on that was my number 20 coming in number 19 for me uh is the nice guys um i I thought this movie was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. I would honestly probably would never care to watch it again. Um, just being honest, like, I mean, I had a decent time in the theater with it. It had some good laughs. I thought the acting was really good. I actually thought the chemistry between Ryan Gosling and, um, what's his nuts, Russell Crowe <laughs> was, uh, pretty good. Um, I thought they played off pretty well with each other, but, you know, overall it was just kind of one of those films that I walked out and I said, Okay, cool. I I enjoyed it, and I kind of forgot about it a couple of weeks later. And I would, like I said, would never really care. I maybe would stop and watch a couple of minutes of it if I was flipping through the channels and it was on HBO or something. But I wouldn't go out of my way for sure, and I definitely wouldn't buy this one. Um, but you know, not like I said. And this is where we kind of get into the whole like just because it's lower on the list doesn't mean it's garbage. This is not a garbage film. I enjoyed it. Um, it was good. Um, but that's you know about all I got on that one. <laughs> It's higher up on my list, and we'll get to that when it gets there. Um, I, I, I kind of really – the more I think about it, the more I like this movie. Um, I even kind of like it more maybe now than I did when I first walked out of the theater. Um, I just like the chemistry of the two characters. I really liked Russell Crowe in that movie. Um, he really – I mean I can't even say like he carried the movie because them together really – I mean like the part where he's like, I don't have an ankle holster because <laughs> he dreamed it. I don't know. I just – Something about that movie, I really like that movie a lot. I feel like it had just enough action, it had just enough comedy. I don't even know what genre it is. Maybe it's a buddy cop genre. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it a lot, and I think it was better than a few of the other movies that are underneath it to me. Um, but 
I like per- I like certain period shows, and this was one of the periods I like in time. So, yeah. Yeah, see, and that probably hindered it for me because I don't like yeah. period pieces, and like being that this took place in the seventies, I think took away from me. If this was set in a modern day con- in a modern day text, I think I probably would have liked it a lot more. Um, so yeah, so there we go. There uh, coming in number eighteen for me is Warcraft. Um, this, of course, was the video game adaptation. I never played World of Warcraft. I was never into the games at all. The most fun I've ever had with this franchise was the South Park episode. Um, you know, that was about the best thing I've had with it. Uh, what I will say with it is, you know, I know, um, <laughs> you know, I just don't like these types of films. It falls into that, like, Lord of the Rings kind of category for me, which I can't stand. Um, but I will give Warcraft this, that when I walked out of Warcraft, I said, that didn't suck, <laughs> and I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I you know gave it like three out of five. Um, I thought it was good. Another one I probably wouldn't care to watch again. Um, it just you know it, it's definitely got some pretty bad moments, but it has some pretty decent action moments too. Um, so it was you know decent enough to uh, make number eighteen here. It's higher up on my list, but of course I guess everything will be higher up on my list. Yes. To start at fifteen. <laughs> uh, I like it. I mean, it's it's like a three out of five movie for me. Like my my wife's a big fan of the game. I stopped playing the game. I don't know, like two expansion in, uh, two expansion packs in. So I have, but I played a lot of the war games, and to me, it reminded me a lot of the first war game and the excitement of World of Warcraft. So it gave me that. The visual effects were awesome. So I I liked it. It's higher up on the list, but of course I like fantasy movies like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, where that's where we differ a lot in those kind of movies. So obviously mine's going to be higher up than yours probably. I mean, I'll watch cheesy fantasy movies. So, you know, that's that's me, you know, Dragonheart and stuff like that. But um, so, yeah, we, we kind of vary on, on, on some of the genres we like, and I think I like those genres a lot more than you do. Yeah, for sure, easily. Um, coming to number 17 for me, and I don't think you saw this one, Pat, but um, uh, this, I'm going to give this one to The Secret Life of Pets. Um, yeah, so, you know, this this was one of those family movies that, you know, went with the wife, went with the kids, uh, had my daughter sitting on my lap the whole time watching this one, but I'll tell you, I mean, I really did want to see this movie, which is very rare for me, I mean, even even with a kid, I, my wife usually handles the, the kiddie movies, I just don't care, they don't really do much for me, um, you know, for the most part, um, but from the very first trailer we saw like a year ago for Secret Life of Pets, I was in. You know, I'm a big pet lover. I love cats. I love dogs. Uh, I love all pets. And, you know, it was really, really – the first trailer just had me rolling with what do these pets do after their owners leave and go to work. And um, it's a really cute movie. I mean, it really, really was. I didn't uber love it. It didn't pay off like I hoped the trailer would because the movie kind of – it only does that whole, like, what do we do when the owners go away kind of thing for a very small period of time in the film. And then they kind of have this whole wacky adventure they go on, which I thought kind of wasn't really what the trailer sold me on. So I lost a little bit of it, but it's still got a lot of funny moments. And just seeing how they nailed the character um, attributes of the different animals was really, really cool. So, um, yeah, Secret Life of Pets comes in number 17. And I think... This was a little special for me, too, because I'm pretty sure this is the first one I saw with my daughter in the theater, actually. So, yeah. you know, so that was kind of cool because I've never taken her. My wife has taken her to a couple movies, but this was the first time for me and uh, kind of sitting in a the theater with her and, and watching this movie. So uh, that was pretty cool. 
tasks. So I'm going to move on since you didn't see this one. I'm going to jump right into number 16. And I'm sad it's number 16 because based on the trailer, this was another one that I was like, this is going to be one of the funniest and best movies of the summer. And it only falls at number 16 for me, and that's Sausage Party. Um, you know, I it was a funny movie, but it wasn't nearly as funny as I had hoped it to be. The trailer had me in tears when this red band trailer first red band trailer dropped i was like this is going to be incredible talking food the hot dogs are cussing once you see that shit it's gonna <laughs> fuck you up for life i mean the trailer was just hilarious man and like you know just seeing like what happens the food thinks they're going to heaven you know they're they're off to the promised land when they're bought at the store and little do they know they're about to get ate and ripped to shreds by the humans and um the the concept was so cool but the execution of it i felt kind of fell a little bit lower than what it should have um it definitely has some really big highlights and some really good laughs but then it's got a lot of other stuff that you're just scratching your head going "Ah, that didn't probably work as well as they thought it did so you know i still liked it but man i really anticipated this to be like a five star i can't stop laughing kind of movie and it really didn't turn out to be that so sausage party comes in number 16 for me um yeah it's 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 a little it's a little on my list it's a little higher than 16 um I think it gave me enough of what I needed, but like you said, it, it fell short of what I expected. And and to be honest, the undertone there's a lot of different undertones in the movie that I just don't think worked. And um, the ending to me, I mean, after the <laughs> the food sex scene, after that where it was like, hey, let's go into the other universe, that was just kind of it kind of ended lame for me on that on that aspect. See, I like but, that part, and I think that's what's going to lead into the sequels. We're going to get yeah. this like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know, animation live action hybrid yeah. film, <laughs> which is going to be that might save it. That might save it for me then once I see that movie. But as it is for now, I think I think there was a lot of. I mean, I laughed so hard at the trailers, just uh, so hard. And then I laughed hard during the movie, but there was periods where I was like, yeah, that didn't, it didn't work as well. And that was a little over the top. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. It, I think I gave it a three out of five. I think, what did you give it? Three out of five? I gave it a three out of five. Yeah, I think, I think it was, it was good. It's a good movie. I'd watch it again. Probably. I don't know. Maybe I would. <laughs> I think I would. I, I would um, watch it again, but. I'd have to have, like, the kids all in bed. Well, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would probably watch it again. Because it, it was still, there's a lot of laughs still to be had in that movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, we're hitting that 15 mark now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my number 15 because I know Pat doesn't have this one either uh, on his list. Uh, this one is The Shallows. Uh, that's number 15 for me. This, of course, <laughs> is the shark movie um, with Blake Lively where she goes to this tropical island that, you know, her mom had talked to her about when she was a little kid. Her mom ends up, you know, long story short, she's, of course, passed away. So she wants to go there, like, kind of in tribute for her mom. It's beautiful. But then all of a sudden there's this killer shark going around and she gets uh, kind of left on this rock and she can't get off of it and she's trying but the shark is circling and trying to eat her and um i'll tell you man like i thought the trailer looked okay but i really wasn't even going to go to the theater to see this one and my stepdaughter actually who really doesn't even ever ask to go to the movies in the first place was like I want to see that movie. I want to see The Shallows. And I was like, really? 
like, okay, like, you know, gives me an excuse to get out to the movies again, right? So I'm like, all right, I'll take you, I'll take you. And it was funny because it came out the same weekend as Independence Day Resurgence. And I remember being, like, so stoked on Independence Day. And it turned out that The Shallows was such a better movie than Independence Day, (laughs) which was so, you know, I never in a million years, if you would have told me six months ago, you're going to enjoy you know, the Blake Lively shark movie more than Independence Day Resurgence, I would have told you you're crazy. So, as you can see, Independence Day was number 20, this is number 15. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's got, it has some good jump scares. I thought the animation of the shark really worked. It was creepy, he was gory, I mean, he went after these people with a furious vengeance. Uh, Blake Lively, of course, is beautiful to look at for an hour and a half, um, so it, it worked for me. I actually really dug this movie, and if I see it in the $7 bin at Walmart, I will buy this one, um, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it turned out to be a good thing, and my stepdaughter really loved it, even though she spent half of it covering her eyes because she was so freaked out, <laughs> um, but, you know, it turned out to be a pretty damn decent movie, so um, The Shallows comes in at number 15 for me. Well, uh, I have Ghostbusters at 15. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the movie. Um, I, I would say this. It was fun to watch. Uh, the effects were fun. Uh, it, I don't like what they did with the material. I don't like the direction they went in with it. Um, I won't go as far as it says I won't watch it again because I think I would. I'd watch it again because, like I say, it's still a fun movie. I would still give it a three out of five. But just as a Ghostbusters movie, I, I felt like it, it didn't. It almost felt like a skit to me, a long skit, but it was fun. So it's a 15 because other movies were better in my opinion. Okay. Well, I have Ghostbusters higher on my list. Um, I really enjoyed it actually. And, you know, and, and most of the people that actually went to see it really did. Um, the movie is certified fresh with, you know, over 80%. Um, the thing is, is that not a lot of people went to go see it and it ended up losing, yeah. losing money for Sony, which, you know, sucks because they planned on obviously making this a franchise. They wanted to do sequels and they really, I mean, there's an after credit stinger and they definitely leave it open for a sequel that kind of directly ties in for like a Ghostbusters 2 type of thing. And um, I don't think we're going to get it now. And it's unfortunate. Um, this movie kind of had its back against the wall from the very first trailer that dropped even really just from the beginning when they cast all women people were like oh i can't believe you're doing this and why would you make remake ghostbusters and why would you do all females and you know what i thought it worked for me i mean it was directed by paul feig who is just an amazing director he did spy he did bridesmaids um you know he he's just he's a really good director and he knows how to direct comedy um I feel... I, and I like almost everything he's ever done. And I like all the actors and actresses in this movie. When they cast these actresses, yeah. I was excited because I like all the movies. Well, I don't really know much about the the, the black girl in the movie. I, I think she's on Saturday Night Live maybe. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen her in any other movie. But the other three I've seen it a lot and I and I absolutely love. But I don't know. Just It, it didn't hit on all cylinders for me, I think. What I feel like, and and just my honest opinion, I think I told you this when we walked out of the theater, was, you know, Paul Feig, all of his movies are rated R. And I feel like he had to tone back so much to keep this at a PG-13 rating that I think it probably hurt a little bit. I think if he would have been allowed to kind of let the reins loose and make an R-rated version, 
it could have been really, really funny. Um, but I, I thought everybody did a good job of what they were doing. Chris Hemsworth was hilarious in this. And um, I, I really dug it. And I'm looking, it comes out on Blu-ray, I believe, next week. And um, and it's an extended, you know, director's cut. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing the extra stuff that they put back in. I'm definitely looking forward to sitting back down and watching it again. I got a lot of good laughs out of it. So, it's, it's like I said, and, it's a little bit higher. And it's fun. If you're looking to escape and have fun. And, and it, it, it's it's the one thing you could say about it being PG-13, too, is your kids can come watch it and enjoy oh, it, too. Totally. I, think my, I think my kids would love it. Absolutely love oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, my, my wife, after we went and saw it, my wife that weekend, later that weekend, took my stepdaughter and I actually i think a friend of my stepdaughter's uh to the movies and they all loved it so they came home all all glowing about it so you know Mm -hmm. so yeah it's definitely a good family film for sure so we'll get to that on my list a little bit higher it's number 15 on his and it's a little bit up there for me uh number 14 for me um is going to be jason bourne um this i once again had super high hopes um i loved the trailer for this this was you know matt damon coming back the trailer was so badass i was hearing about all this awesome action and i honestly it's it's good but i found a lot of it to just be boring as fuck to be honest like it was just really boring um and i should have known better because most of the born movies are pretty boring for the majority aspect of it um it definitely you know they they weigh more on the story side than the action side you know uh but they sell it to you based on the action and the trailers and everything so it's kind of this you know bait and switch kind of thing i feel um it's still enjoyable, but honestly, I was expecting a four or five star kind of action movie, and I only walked out with a three star for me. So in the end, Jason Bourne comes in number fourteen on my list. It's higher on my list. I will say, I probably enjoyed it when we walked out. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you, but I kind of like that spy boringness that you don't like. You know, like the, like the James Bond movie we watched yes. last year. So I, it's kind of I think genre again uh, against action maybe. But uh, I do agree. I feel like it was kind of like the first movie just redone. I mean, I felt I felt like I, I, I remember thinking this is good, but I've seen this before. You know, like I, I felt like it wasn't original. I felt like it was rehashed, um, but with less action. <laughs> like I feel like the first one was better because it had more action and I seen it again. So I can see why it's lower on oh your list. Oh, my God, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh. That's my next job. I'm telling you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna every Jason Bourne movie. I'm going to see if I could be that guy. <laughs> Why are they always shocked? I don't know. It's always there and every time. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I can understand where it's lower on your list. Um, again, to me, it was still better than some of the other movies. That's why it's higher on my list. But yeah, it, again, if you're a Jason Bourne fan, do you could see it. I'd wait till HBO or pick it up in. I wouldn't buy it outright, maybe, but that's me. All right, what you got? Number 14. 14 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. You didn't get to see this movie, so that's why it's not (laughs) in your 14, or it would have been. Yeah. Uh, How do I – here's the best way to sum this up. It – it gave me everything I asked for out of the out of the other that it wasn't in the other movie, and I was a big fan of the other movie. I liked it. I, um, I just don't think it did it well. <laughs> so 
It gave you Crank, gave you Rocksteady and Bebop. It gave you Casey Jones. It gave you every – the turtles were action-packed. They were funny. They were fun. You had more turtles and less of everybody else, which is what I was missing out of the other movie. Although I feel like it was still pretty balanced, the other movie, a little better. Um, I just don't think it was done well. And for me, the movie's a, a three out of five. Uh, your kids will love it. It's worth watching now that it's coming out, but um, it just it didn't hit the marks that I needed it to hit. So that's why I ended up with 14 on, on my list. All right. Moving on to number 13. Uh, number 13 for me is The Purge Election Year. Um, this is the third Purge movie. Um, probably my second favorite out of the trilogy. I still enjoyed last year's uh, Purge Anarchy the most, which was basically, you know, a Punisher movie, as I always try to sell it to people. Um, such a such a great film. This one at least continues that character on in a new setting, and it is election year, so it kind of went with the theme. Um, the main standout, though, is just that chick going, I want my candy bar. Uh, <laughs> which turned into a show title for Am I on the Air one week? <laughs> but, uh, you know, but um, it, it was a good movie. It had, you know, it had the stuff we like about The Purge. This was a good kind of agglomation of, like, the first Purge and the second Purge movie kind of turned into this third one. So they kind of gave you elements of both films. And uh, I thought it turned out pretty well. I would have liked to have seen. As much as I love Frank Grillo and I loved him as the Punisher <laughs> in the series, um, I liked that the what the original concept was going to be like every Purge movie was kind of kind of kind of be its own story. It was going to be its own standalone kind of thing, uh, taking place in a different state or a different you know area, and um, that's what I wanted. You know, the first Purge movie is a straight up kind of horror movie. The second Purge movie is you know on the road action film, all kinds of shit going down. I expected a little bit different from the third, um, but we ended up getting, you know, Frank Grillo back again and kind of continuing that story just set several years later down the road. So I'll be curious to see what they do with the next Purge film. Hopefully this is where they will kind of go off and maybe do something, you know, in Seattle or Michigan or like they need to change the locale and do something a little bit different. But uh, still a very fun movie. Just came out on Blu-ray um, this past Tuesday and I bought it and it's part of my collection. I now have the Purge trilogy on Blu-ray. So, you know, that's it, it was good. But uh, it only is good enough enough to earn the number 13 spot for me yeah it's higher now this is surprising for me because you know how i feel about horror <laughs> movies it's actually higher on my list um and when i was doing the list i was surprised how much i enjoyed it more than other movies now this is my first purge movie too this i haven't seen the other two i'm pretty sure i denied the uh pleasure of my company during those two movies when you went and saw them because they were horror movies um and now i kind of wish i didn't on those because like I actually enjoyed this movie more than I thought. I really got went in thinking, oh, this is going to be one of those I'm going to go in for DX because I don't really like these movies. And I do that every once in a while for I just go to a movie I know I'm not going to like. And I came out really liking this movie. Um, it was my introduction to The Purge, so I'm scared of going backwards now because, like, is it are they all going to be this big and elaborate and good? And I don't know. I think, like, the first one, I remember the trailer where they're, like, in someone's house – and it, yeah, the first one is is all central in a house that is closed down, locked up for the purge night, and yeah, these get people in. try to break in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, it's a that one's more of a straight up horror movie. I'm telling you, you would love the second one because that is a straight up Punisher movie, and it's awesome. 
Yeah, so this one's good. It it, it, it was not just all jump out scares either, um, like which is the trope for a lot of horror movies these days. And one of the reasons why I don't like them, I don't really feel like it really scares me that much often. But this had some moments in it, and this had some real like moments in it where you were like, I like these characters. Like I, you normally in a horror movie, like I don't, I don't get attached to anybody. They're all dead. Right. Um, but you get attached to people in this movie and, and, and you're right. Frank is, what's his name? Frank Grillo. Yeah. He's, he's really good in this. Like you really like, and, and, and to be fair, he's not, it doesn't really always focus on him in this. There is some other characters it focuses on, which surprised me because I thought it would be just like from his point of view, like a London has fallen kind of thing, you know, like he was going to be the main star, but it switches back and forth against other characters and you get a good broad story of what's going on in this city and you kind of care about what happens to the store owner in the store and and then the sacrifices people make throughout the movie mean something. So for a horror movie, it actually made it higher on my list, which may never happen ever, ever again until they make another Evil Dead movie. Yeah. We'll see. What you got at number 13? My number 13 was Sausage Party, so we can move along. <laughs> All right. Uh, and my number 12 is Ghostbusters. <laughs> so uh, we can keep it trucking uh, there. Uh, nice, guys. This is my number 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. See? So we're, so we're catching up here. We're going to make some ground. Uh, coming in number 11 uh, for me is Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. So uh, Neighbors 2 comes in number 11. Um, I was really looking forward to this film. I am a massive fan of the original film. I thought it was just so hilarious, and um, I really, really dug it. So when I saw they were making a sequel, I was down. Instead of a fraternity, they had a sorority on this one. Chloe Grace Moretz, I mean, kind of a lot of the same beats as the original film, just kind of flipped around gender-wise. Um, but it was cool, like, with the roles Zac Efron played and how he kind of switched sides. And um, it was, you know, it was still really funny. It's not as good as the original film is. I mean, the original Neighbors, I gave a 5 out of 5. I died laughing at that movie. I gave this one 4 out of 5. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I've watched it again since, and I still laugh my ass off at it. So, uh, you know, like I said, just it coming in at number 11 doesn't mean it's bad in any sort of the way. It's just how it kind of lined up. But I, I, I really dug this movie, and it's number 11 for me. Well, oddly enough, it's my number 11, too. <laughs> I love when that uh, works out. I actually never watched the first one, so I was really kind of leery going into it, like, am I going to understand what's going on? But really, it doesn't matter if you never understood. It kind of plays it out for you that these two guys were against each other in the first movie, and now they team up. And it's not only funny, um, I think it's unique. I, it kind of brings on the – like, normally when you jump from one comedy, then it kind of goes over to, like, the second comedy. It doesn't normally play off pretty well. Like, you're kind of – worried about it because it's a sequel to a comedy um it could be its own movie it was just really good i really liked it i enjoyed it it's a sad that it's number 11 on my list because i laughed pretty hard in this movie there were some moments uh just to me some of the other movies were higher to it and that's where it ended up falling mm -hmm. exactly all right coming to number 10 i know you don't got this one on your list because no matter how hard i tried to get him to go he wouldn't do it so number <laughs> number 10 for me is don't breathe um i <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, so you need, this dude needs to stop laughing every time I mention this movie because he didn't see it and he doesn't know. <laughs> this movie has made over $100 million and, on a $10 million budget because everybody keeps going to see it because it was that good of a film. This is a four-star movie right here. Super suspenseful. Stephen Lang was incredible at this. Um, just really edge of your seat the entire time. Twists and turns. Um, just awesome this movie came completely out of nowhere i remember i don't even think i saw the first trailer until july and the movie came out in august and i was like what the hell don't breathe where did this movie come from and the buzz started and people were saying it's one of the best movies of the year and it certified fresh like 90 percent on rotten tomatoes like it's just a really good tense thriller of a movie um you know my brother-in-law went and saw this with me he doesn't he wouldn't even classify this as a horror movie he would say you know it's a thriller and you know i put it kind of in the middle it f still falls under the horror category i feel but it is definitely just more of a thriller um than anything else and i really do think that geeky pad over here would enjoy it if he'd actually sit down and watch it um, I, I just laugh at the title because it just sounds silly i actually do want to see it i just didn't <laughs> want to go to the theater to see it. it's made by the guys who made the evil dead and you know i love the evil dead movies and they're dumb as hell and i love them um what's well, the new so, evil dead yeah um but you know oh yeah i like that one too though I, I like that one, even though it was more serious. Um, serious. I will see it. I mean, you're going <laughs> to buy it, and I'll either borrow it or come watch it with you. I just didn't want to go to the theater and pay money to see it. <laughs> so there you go. So that's number 10 for me. What you got at number 10? My number 10 was Jason Bourne, so we can move on. Alrighty then. Well, my number nine, I know he doesn't have on his list either because it's another horror movie <laughs> that he refused to go to. And I honestly never in a million years expected this to crack my top ten, but it did. And I'm talking about The Conjuring 2. Um, I actually didn't care super much for the first one. Um, I thought to it be fair, it's one of the reasons why I didn't go want to go see the second one is the first one did so horrible. Well, I mean, it, well, I, you can't say it did horrible because it was a massive hit. That's why they well, everybody I talked to hated it. That's all I <laughs> See, that's funny because it's one. It's a very highly rated film. I was, I felt like I was one of the only people that you know was saying they didn't care for it that much, and everybody else loved it. Um, because, um, but yeah, I just you know I saw it when it came out, the original one, and I said, eh, that was okay, and I that was where I left it. It was okay for me. Um, so the second one's coming out, and I'm kind of like. Eh, do I want to watch the second one? I don't know. Um, but I really dug the trailers, and I thought it looked really good, so I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. I absolutely loved this movie. It is so much better than the original film. This thing was creepy as hell. It actually gave me goosebumps several times throughout it to where I was like, holy shit, I'm actually having a reaction to this film. Um, it's something that I just don't... It doesn't happen at all very much for me anymore these days. I'm so, you know, just... just bleh, to all these kind of things um, these days. So... It really tripped me out that I was actually having a reaction, and some of the visuals they did, and James Wan is just such a good, you know, visual director. Um, I can't wait to see what he does with Aquaman, because he he's yeah. so good from a horror standpoint, you know, and of course he did a great job with Fast 7 uh, last year, too, and... I just he's a great director and he did some really cool things with this one and I just really really dug it so yeah Conjuring two for me comes in at number nine so what you got uh, at number nine purge the election here so we can keep going <laughs> all right good I'm glad it's working out that way because yeah. I feel like we're gonna match up more as we get closer <laughs> so. yeah exactly all right so coming in at number eight for me 
is Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Um, I <laughs> loved this movie. It was hilarious. Um, this was another one of those, like, I saw the trailer and I really laughed a lot, but I was like, man, I hope all the laughs weren't in the trailer. Like, yeah, this, this yeah. could disappoint me. And honestly, we went and saw it, and I was dying laughing the whole time. It's got a lot more laughs in the trailer. It actually had a lot of things in the trailer that when you saw the movie, the joke was switched up, or they didn't use the one from the trailer, and they did with they went with a different kind of joke. Yeah. So that was really cool, because they kind of switched it up for you. And um, I, I, I loved it. Uh, I mean, this movie is just hilarious. And it, this one also just came out on Blu-ray last week, and I got it. And uh, so I'm looking forward to sitting down and watching it again because I, I thought it was a really funny movie. So uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates is number eight for me. It, it's actually a little higher on mine because I really, I really laughed. I just laughed a ton in that movie. I mean, there was very few parts that I wasn't laughing in that movie, and I can't remember. There's very few movies I think I've watched in the last couple of years where I almost had asthma attacks and died, and that was one of them. <laughs> so I, I, it's really higher up in my, my list. I, Zach Efron, dude. I mean, he found his niche because he he is hilarious. I mean, and the guy that he's with, uh, what's it? Um, Ken, is that no? It's I can't remember his name now. The other guy. What's the other guy? He's really good at just coming off the cuff uh, to, Adam, with him. Adam Divine. Divine, yeah, the guy from uh, what's the one where they're all anyway? Anyway, they're all <laughs> tech guys. I watched that show. Like there you go. Um, him, he's awesome. He's and, awesome. And the Modern Family is the Manny. Yeah, that's right. He's the Manny. <laughs> and the girls are pretty funny too. I mean, they it, were. And there was moments where you were like, "Oh, I feel bad for them." You know, I mean, it had more than just laughs. So, it, all in all, it was it was a well rounded out movie. And I I don't think there was one part of the movie I didn't enjoy. So it's higher on my list than maybe some of the other ones, but. Uh, definitely, definitely a great movie. I, I think I gave it four to five. I think you may give it. Yeah, I gave it four to five. Oh, four to five. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are all pretty much going to be four star movies as we get higher on the list. Yeah, for I me. think so too. Uh, you know, as we get higher, so yeah. So that's my number eight. Uh, what you got at number eight? Pop star, never stop stopping. I, I love Adam Sandberg, and and this this movie was funny and it was i just unfortunately some movies were just a little better I, this is one of those those moments where it was like this kept getting low i started it high and then it just kept getting lower as other movies was put in um because of my enjoyment level but i actually like this movie and uh it's one that i think i might even pick up as far as a comedy goes uh because it was just really good it was really funny it was really enjoyable there's little nuggets in there that you don't even notice that's funny, like the girl eating the poop brownies in the background and, like, you know, there's, like, jokes within jokes. It was just a really good movie. Unfortunately, I felt like Mike – for me, Mike and Dave was better than it um, and some other movies, but I I really liked it, and I don't know. I, I think I gave this one a four to five as well. And it's a perfect segue into my number seven, because my number seven is pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping. <laughs> um, I absolutely love this movie. This was one of the funniest movies of the summer of the year for me. I've actually watched it again since. I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, I love this movie. And when I told you at the beginning of the show that one of my top movies was one of the biggest bombs of the summer, that was this movie. Right yeah, now. right? This I can't movie, believe it, it bombed. Yeah, I mean, it was made on like a... Like, 
10 or 15 million dollar budget and it only made like 10 million i think like worldwide like i, I don't know what happened man it just kind of came out and no one went to see it um but it got excellent reviews it's certified fresh on rotten tomatoes i mean everybody loved it that saw it i just don't understand why more people didn't go see it it is hilarious it's the movie from the lonely island it's produced by Judd Apatow, who is a, is one of the amazing. gods of comedy. Yeah, uh, Andy Samberg, who is just so good and is on such a role lately, especially in Brooklyn Nine Nine. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Of course, Lon yeah, Lonely Island, and then this movie here, where it's this this music, you know, documentary, mockumentary, you know, of of, the, of this like group of these three boys together. They break up. The one goes solo. He becomes super popular, and then his ego gets too big. Um, this movie's just hilarious. It's got so many cameos. It The way it flows and the reactions of people and, I mean, the cameos that pop up, the, the original songs that they have in this thing. Oh, it's like, the credits. The credits are so awesome. Dude, just the whole thing. Like, just... Like, <laughs> not play gay. all the songs to the credits. <laughs> it's so awesome. It, it, I just... It's so good. It is such a hilarious movie. Not enough people saw it. Go out and see it. You can tell that it's on both of our top ten lists right there. Uh, you know, my number seven, his number eight. So, I mean, it is, I just love it. Love, 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 love. Yeah. All right, moving into number six. Um, I'm going to go here. I do my number seven. Oh, shit. Sorry. That's I forgot okay. that we it's, blended it's, that one there. It's Warcraft, so go on. Oh, there you go. Warcraft. Damn, <laughs> you got that up high. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I like fantasy movies. Like I told you, I think it's just genre-specific stuff that mine are, mine are going to be higher. I think when I get to my last four, you're going to be like, really? <laughs> well, my number six, I have a feeling, is going to be way up higher on your list. But my number six is going to be Star Trek Beyond. Oh, yeah, um, way higher. <laughs> so, um, you know, Geeky Pad over here is the, the Star Trek guy. I, I, you know, and I love, I, I'm not a big Star Trek guy, but I like the rebooted franchise. I love the first one. I really loved Into Darkness. And this one was really good as well. Just um, really good story, really good characters. Um, didn't appreciate the starship getting blown up in like the first 10 minutes of the movie and not having that uh, <laughs> for the rest of the film when I feel like that starship is such a big factor point for me. It is, it's a character in itself. Exactly. And like when you kill off one of your main characters early in the movie, it kind of sucks. Um, but you know what? This was the first one directed by Justin Lin who did all the Fast and Furious movies. And, um, you know, he did a great job here stepping into J.J. Abrams' shoes, keeping up the flow. Everybody killed it. Um, I really liked it. I've already pre-ordered this one on Amazon on blu-ray comes out in november and uh yeah i'll add it to the collection so i, re I really enjoyed it. it comes in number six for me star trek beyond i absolutely <laughs> love this movie it's way high on my <laughs> list and i love the other two um for the record the the enterprise gets blown up and almost are destroyed yeah. or crashed in almost every movie yeah, but bullshit. anyway so we kind of get used to it as, as trekkers or trekkies whatever you want to call yourself um but to me, this out of the three, and I love the other two. I really did. I cried during the second one, like cried. So there you go. Um, the third movie is the most Trekky movie to me. It's the most Star Trek movie. I really like the direction and the and the way everything was and the characters and the actors. It was just really funny. It, it had a sadness to me because there was, you know, for me, it had like a bittersweetness to me because – we lost Leonard Nimoy, and we lost um, oh, I know the kid's name. I just brain farted. The Chekhov character. Yeah. Um, e what's his name? Come on, Don, help me. Uh, you can't remember either. I'm spacing it now. Yeah. You're making me look bad. Oh, <laughs> well, he's a great actor, and and I didn't 
I didn't plan on talking about this, but it just came to me just now. Like, it's bittersweet because of that. Anton Yelchin. Anton, that's his name, yeah. Great actor. Everything he's been in, I've liked. Um, and so it was sad to me because, like, that character's gone now. They're not going to recast, and they're not going to do any. I don't know how they're going to explain it in the next one. But uh, So it was bittersweet. He did. He killed it in this one. He was awesome in this one. And I uh, kind of missed Leonard Nimoy's little cameo, you know. Um, the villain was awesome. I need to stop because I'll just gush. I'll just geek gush, and, and I need to stop. But great movie. Pre-order it. If you can find it in the cheap theater, just go watch it again. Yeah, you know. I'll tell you, they, pay, they, they did a really cool way to pay respect to the you know Leonard Nimoy Spock character in the movie, yeah. too. And the way they handled it was really, really well. So I, I definitely enjoyed that. All right. So, uh, yeah, go. You're number six. My number six was Mike and Dave, so told you, it's actually pretty high up there, so. All right, well, coming in in my number five, it's actually, I think, the last movie I have that you did not see uh, this summer, and um, I still don't remember why you didn't go to this one with us, because this one looked awesome, and you didn't go, Uh, but um, number five for me is War Dogs. Um, I love this movie. It was so good. It was based on a true story uh, of these two guys that became arms dealers and they sold arms to the military and um, they end up having to go overseas and deal with all kinds of shit. And it had action and it was hilarious. It had drama. It was thrilling. I mean, it really hit on so many different levels for me. Jonah Hill killed it. I mean, some people are even mentioning he might even get an Oscar nomination for this one. Um, you know, Miles Teller is hit and miss with me, but I thought he was excellent in this as well. I really, really liked War Dogs way more than I ever would have imagined I would. I liked the trailer. I was anxious to see it, but I walked out saying, man, that really blew me away, and that was way better than I ever would have imagined. So War Dogs is number five for me. Yeah, it saddens me I didn't get to see it. I, actually, if you remember, I had some, some scary medical news that, by the way, turned out to be nothing but my wife and me wanted to be home and you know kind of thing so that's why we didn't go that weekend and and actually i regret not seeing it it was a really good movie uh as far as what everyone said everyone who's seen it has loved it so it looked good all right what you got number five my number five was central intelligence (laughs) i almost wanted to put it above the one i have it for it was really hard decision for me i i love the rock anyway but like, for me, I honestly didn't know how much I was going to like this movie. I thought it looked good. The, the trailer looked awesome. It blew away all my expectations of this movie. They had the best chemistry I've ever seen of two people on screen. I loved every minute of the movie. Uh, it, the things that it, it needed fixing on it didn't it didn't hurt the movie much. I mean, it still was a four to five for me. Uh, but I loved it. I laughed. I, I enjoyed it. I liked the characters. I liked how when I first went into this, I was thinking that uh, Hart was going to be the comic and, and and Dwayne the Rock Johnson was going to be the straight guy. And they totally flipped it on you. Like, like you know, it just shows you their acting chops that Hart was able to be – Kevin was able to be the straight guy and Dwayne was the funny guy. And it was just – it was outstandingly great. So I'll let you get into it more, but totally love this movie. That's why it made it on number all the way up to number five on my list. 
All right. Well, once again, I will segue your five into my number four because number <laughs> four is Central Intelligence. This movie is awesome. Uh, one of the best movies of the summer had me rolling from start to finish. The chemistry between The Rock and Kevin Hart was incredible. These guys loved working together, too. Now they're filming Jumanji. They want to do other stuff together um, sure. because they created a really cool friendship. You can tell they loved working with each other. They did. So there's some really funny YouTube clips of them yeah. just doing like promotion emotional work like on central intelligence like just trying to get the word out on the movie and just you could just tell that they really like each other's company um this just worked man like you know the rock playing this little frumpy dude who got picked on in high school and then yeah you know, 20 years later, just being this awesome CIA agent, you know, but who still has like this mentality of this little kid because he was so, such a loner, he never really got to mature. And that's what made this character so cool being played by The Rock because seeing The Rock do just a straight up comedy like this, along with the action, Kevin Hart is always hilarious, but he, he was more toned back on this movie, which worked for him to play off of The Rock. And yeah. um, there's some really cool cameos that pop up in this one. And uh, it just, it's, super super funny this just came out on blu-ray last week too um in an unrated cut and i i can't wait to see that it's got like an extra yeah, 10 minutes too. or so definitely want to rewatch. i've actually already seen the movie three times um you know so um i'm looking forward to uh watching it again for a fourth time in an unrated version so uh, yeah, i think i see it twice in theaters i think i took the family to see it again yeah, it I saw good. it with you, and then I rewatched it again with the wife, and then we rewatched it here at home, and uh, before it actually came out on uh, Blu-ray. So now, you know, I'll watch it again with the unrated cut. So yeah, so that's my number four there. So what is your number four? My number four is X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> um, I will say that for me, it was a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I loved more than I hated, though. Um, it, it's a five out of five movie completely. It was a hell of a ride. I liked the characters. It continues the, the movie genre forward of the X-Men story. Um, uh, my problems, and this is going to sound very, and peeps, I love you. It's going to sound very peeps. Like my problems was with apocalypse more than anybody else in the movie. Everybody else seemed great. I felt like they chumped apocalypse out in the movie, but ultimately go see this movie it's an X-Men movie. It's, it's, it's awesome. And, and everything from the part where how they even humanize Magneto even more to even just kind of Apocalypse's appearance still comes off pretty menacing. So, I mean, it's still a really good movie and I, I, I still think it's a five out of five. That's why it's number four on my list. Uh, if you're an X-Men fan or if you liked any of the X-Men movies, you're going to absolutely love this movie. All right, and I'm going to once again segue your number four into my number three, uh, being my number three X-Men Apocalypse. So, uh, you know, we're just kind of one off from each other each time. Um, You know, so, you know, it just goes to show once again, I loved X-Men Apocalypse. I've seen it twice. Um, I really, really dug it. Um, You know, I loved the Wolverine cameo. I loved the the introduction of all the new mutants. I loved the extended, you know, Quicksilver scene that we got in this one. Oh, I love Quicksilver. Uh, You know, I mean, (laughs) it's just really good. And like you said, even even just the one moment of, you know, Magneto and that whole thing of him just trying to live his life and then his daughter accidentally gets hit with an arrow and then he just goes ballistic. I mean, it was, I mean, it 
fucking had me in tears like yeah. that, during that scene i was like oh my god kill him kill him all. all you know <laughs> it, it was it was just such an emotional moment of the movie i mean everything just kind of came together um you know it's not as good as days of future past um but you know i thought it was a worthy follow-up it gave us you know a turn into the next era of x-men you know we got into the 90s and um i really really enjoyed it so Old xavier Bald Xavier finally. <laughs> so X Men Apocalypse number three for me. What you got at number three? Captain America Civil War. Wow. Okay. I know. I told you you'd be surprised when we started getting to the top of these. Um Captain America Civil War, again, it, it has nothing to do with it being a bad movie. It it's a five out of five movie. I, I have to me I have all these five out of five movies here at the top, and it's hard for me. So I had to figure out what I enjoyed more to watch when I watched it. Um I, th- there's nothing short of of greatness in this movie. It it is awesome. And and what what plot issues there is 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 common for the genre. It's a comic movie. Uh, it just fell out. At, I mean, come on, that airport scene. The airport scene, though, come on. That's <laughs> like the best scene in any comic book movie. Um, it, it's just, it's really good. It just didn't stand up for me to the other two, uh, maybe as a geek. Um, obviously, you know, now Star Trek's above those two, but uh, it was really good. It was a really great movie. Um, it just fell in number three for me. And I love every actor and every person in this. There wasn't like it was bad acted anywhere. It just, it was, I had to pick where it fell for me and that's where it fell. All right. Number three. All right. Well, uh, my, uh, it's higher for me. So we'll wait on and, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm going to jump right into my number two. Um, which for me is Suicide Squad. So Suicide Squad comes in number two, um, the next movie in the DC Cinematic Universe, following up after Batman v Superman, um, bringing together the Squizod. Um, I really like this movie. Um, I saw it a second time and ended up liking it even more. Me too, yeah. I, I loved it the second time. I don't know what the hell the main difference was. You know, we saw it opening night, in IMAX, 3D. And I know, it, and, and it I, I didn't see it that way the second time, and I, I liked it more the second I, I time. I didn't either, but I think what it was is just, I mean, sometimes your expectations kind of level out, and then when you can just sit back and enjoy it for what it is, that second time, you just respond differently, and that's what I did with this one. I responded differently and absolutely loved it. I really loved it the first time, too, but I absolutely loved it and found myself having a tremendous amount of fun with it the second time. Um, I thought Margot Robbie was incredible as Harley Quinn, oh, just so yes. good. Um, I really liked Jared Leto's Joker. I wish there was more of it because it was hard to judge how good he was because he wasn't in it enough. But when he was in it, I was captivated. Um, it, the Batman cameos were awesome. I liked how they brought in the dialogue of now that Superman's gone and they followed in the lines of, you know, it following Batman v Superman, um, bringing together the squad at what everybody could do. Um, you know, villain, I wish we would have had a little bit of a better villain. Um, that was one of my biggest, you know, negatives about the film, um, was that they advertised it, you know, as Enchantress was like part of the Suicide Squad and then she ends up being like the villain and then with her like Egyptian brother and then who's all weird and didn't make any sense as what villain he was, um, 
they kind of just stretched a little bit out the box. And, you know, we had a really cool Flash cameo in there, but then by the end of the film, you're like, why wouldn't Flash have come and helped out, like, <laughs> with yeah. this ginormous laser shooting into the sky and all kinds of shit? Where was Batman? Where was Flash? Where was these guys, you know? Um, so, but um, but it can't take away from the joy I had with this thing. I just, like I said, loved it the first time, really loved it the second time, and it was my second favorite movie of the summer. So number two for me, what you got? Well, uh, I'll talk about it when we get to. I'll talk about this movie when we get to it for me. But uh, number two is Star Trek Beyond for me. All right. So by process of elimination, I think you guys can <laughs> guess uh, where where we're at. Um, you know, uh, with our number ones here. You know, um, so I'm gonna go with Suicide Squad being your number one movie of the summer. Absolutely. Uh, so since we're just talking about it, why don't I just flow it to you? Why don't you go ahead and just just talk about Suicide Squad? Since I, we're I, I I there's really no part of this movie I didn't love. Um, I I think the first time I did leave a little. I think the first time I left, it was a four out of five in my mind. I think it. It, it didn't resonate as well by the second time I watched it with the kids and everything. Again, I, did, I watched it in like normal, like theater it wasn't like three, you know, 3d anything or IMAX anything. And Oh my goodness. I, I think I left it as a five out of five out of that one. It was just so much better to me. And I actually got to see more things in the scenes and I did see the little like onesie that you talked about. And, and there was just so much intricacies into this movie. And, Jared Leno killed it for me, but like I can't tell you if he's the best Joker or if he's gonna be a great Joker. Um, but he's a creepy Joker, and 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 he plays the part very well. Um, but even everybody, I can't think of one person. Oh, you know Slipknot, he was awesome. He had a great part in the movie. He did a lot for the team. Very underrated. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got <laughs> way way underrated. He should have been in more trailers. Uh, Okay, so maybe he's the only thing in this movie I thought, what the hell? Why even? <laughs> you know, um, but there was some funny scenes. There was great scenes. I, I liked who they casted for everybody. I know some people didn't like Rick Flagg. I know, but he's actually the like fourth choice or third choice, but I think he did outstanding. Um, you know, it, it it's just, I liked it. I liked every part of it. It was funny. It was sad. It was awesome it was action-packed so for me when i really think about it was really hard between the top three because i really like captain america but there was parts of captain america you know didn't live up to the other two for me and so i would definitely have to put this at my number one all right big stuff there so once again process of elimination for me my number one film of the summer is captain america civil war um, I just absolutely love this film. I mean, it was the most fun at the movie theater over the summer. Um, really just, you know, Marvel, what can I say, man? You know, like they're really just killing it right now. Like, like, you know, when you go into a Marvel film, you're going to get something pretty damn cool. And, uh, which gets me very excited for Dr. Strange next month, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, so it just, I, I thought they really killed it here. 
bringing in the two different sides, really bringing, making this movie an Avengers 2.5, and really, you know, bringing in this law and, and dividing the teams up. The introduction to Spider-Man, um, which was just incredible. Tom Holland, you know, with literally just two main scenes in the movie, just steals the show. Um, and just, you know, the airport scene, once again, Pat's already touched on it, airport scene, 18 minutes of just gloriousness. Glorious. Um, my my daughter is two, and I could just put, she, she'll ask me, Dad, I want to watch Captain America fight. And and that's what she wants to see. I want to I want to see Captain America fight. I throw on Civil War. I go straight to the airport scene and I let it ride for 18 minutes. And she's just captivated seeing all of these superheroes banging out, especially her favorite Spider-Man come swinging in and doing his thing. Um, so much humor, action, just the way the Marvel does it. Black Panther's introduction. Um, you know, it just. I just thought they killed it, man. And the more I watch yeah. this movie, the more I like it. Uh, I obviously have it on Blu-ray now. It's just, um, it's a great addition. It's a great kickoff for phase three. And um, yeah, I just I, love it. I will say that this was one of two times that I was really, really wrong. Was when I when they casted him as Spider-Man, I hated it. I just hated it, dude. But when they introduced him, from the moment he stepped off that elevator... He so I was sold. I was like, I was so wrong about this kid. Mm-hmm. This guy is Peter Parker. I could see why they casted him. I'm glad they didn't cast who I thought they should have casted. <laughs> this kid is awesome. And again, I should be in Feige we trust, you know. Yep. But but it it just it was ama- he was amazing. The other time, by the way, since we're he was in my number one movie was Flash. I did not like who they casted with Flash. Now I was I was totally wrong. Totally, totally wrong. He was a, he's going to be a great Flash as well, probably. But I think this one really woke me up. Like, man, they they knew what they were doing when they cast it. Because I was like, what the hell? Why would they cast this kid? I've never seen him in anything. I don't know who he is. And and his mole killed me. And 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 dude, this guy's awesome. Like, I I, I can't wait to see Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, which just recently finished wrapping up filming a couple of days ago, and yeah, I can't wait to see the first trailer for that thing. I can't wait to see, now that we have our Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man, yeah. see him go solo, and I can't wait to see him return in a, in a bigger capacity, hopefully in the next Avengers Infinity War film, so... Um, I'm, I'm very, very excited. So yeah, so that, that's our countdown. So let's run it through one more time. Pat, why don't you go through from your 16 down, uh, in a row here. We start 16 up, you mean, or one down? 16 all the way to your number one. Okay, 16, Independence Day Resurgence. 15, Ghostbusters. 14, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. 13, Sausage Party. 12, The Nice Guys. 11, Neighbors 2, Sorority uh, Rising. Uh, 10, Jason Bohr. 9, The Purge Election Year. 8, Pop Stars Never Stop Never Stopping. 7, Warcraft. 6, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. 5, Central Intelligence. 4, X-Men Apocalypse. 3, Captain America Civil War, two Star Trek Beyond, and one Suicide Squad, a.k.a. Robbie is awesome. (laughs) Hmm. All right, and I got 20, and here we go. Number 20 is Independence Day Resurgence. Number 19 is The Nice Guys. Number 18, Warcraft. 17, The Secret Life of Pets. 16, Sausage Party. Number 15, The Shallows. 14, Jason Bourne. 
13, The Purge Election Year. Number 12 is Ghostbusters. Number 11, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. Number 10, Don't Breathe. Number 9, Conjuring 2. Number 8, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Number 7, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Number 6, Star Trek Beyond. Number 5, War Dogs. Number 4, Central Intelligence. Number 3, X-Men Apocalypse. Number 2, Suicide Squad. And number 1, Captain America Civil War. So... There is your summer movie countdown. Like we said, uh, most of these are now available on Blu-ray and DVD and digital on demand and all your stuff there. So if you haven't seen any of these, hopefully our little discussions on these films will get you maybe excited to check out something new and fresh. Um, like I said, for the most part, I think the only ones you don't have available right now are going to be like Suicide Squad, uh, Star Trek, um, Jason Bourne and sausage party don't breathe uh, i think those are about the only five left that that are not available every other movie is already available is war dogs uh no war dogs is not sorry so oh darn they, yeah, like I said, basically, those august yeah. those august movies are kind of the, the cutoff there uh everything from may june and july has already been released sure. uh, on blu-ray so uh and these other ones should be falling here i know like ghostbusters like i said comes out next week um, we just had the Purge Anarchy, or not Purge Anarchy, but Purge Election Year and X-Men Apocalypse came out yesterday, um, uh, this past Tuesday. Um, Star Trek Beyond is uh, November 1st, I believe. So th they're all coming. And uh, just uh, hold tight. They actually just announced today, speaking of Suicide Squad, uh, that there's going to be an extended cut being released on um, yeah. Blu-ray and on, on demand. Um, it'll be released digitally, I believe, like mid-November, like November 15th, and then on Blu-ray, like December 13th or something like that. So, um, But you can see an extended cut with like 13 more minutes of footage. So that's pretty cool. So look for that. And um, yeah, so lots of good I, films. Like we said, I mean, we enjoyed most of these for the most part, yeah. so don't take too much of where they kind of fell. It's just which ones do we enjoy a little bit more from the other ones. Like he said, uh, you know, like Pat said, the, our top fives are basically all five-star movies. It's just kind of yeah, which ones hard. do you enjoy more than the other ones, basically, when it really comes down to it. Um, so that'll do it for us here on this special edition of Am I Still on the Air? Uh, breaking down and counting down the top movies of the summer of 2016. So I'd like to thank my guest over here mr geeky pat hey where Thanks can the people me. where can the people find you on the interwebs uh geeky underscore pat on twitter and uh this week with the geek on uh well on facebook and then this week um i'm sorry geeky pat broadcasting.com see it's been a while since i broadcasted <laughs> so now it's like i'm all rusty not that i was ever good at this part anyway but <laughs> So there you go. You can find him there, uh, geeky underscore Pat on Twitter, follow. And, of course, you can find his show This Week with the Geek on Red Dragons Radio and uh, maybe be coming off that hiatus pretty soon here. So keep soon, your I'm eyes hoping. open. Yeah. We'll definitely see, you'll see some tweets from Red Dragons Radio and stuff uh, when it's available again. Uh, as for me, of course, follow, as always, the show at Am I on the Air. You can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. Our official webpage is AmIOnTheAir.com, where you can listen to our regular show, Am I on the Air, and, of course, 
the spinoff episodes like this one here. Am I still in the air? Am I still in the air? Also available on RedDragonsRadio.com and of course on all the other platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Music Play, etc. So that'll do it for us tonight. Counting down summer movies of the box office summer 2016. And uh, till next time, y'all. Peace. Red Dragons!